0: Hey guys, and welcome to Roman Go Lightly, a podcast for creative adventurers. Listen, you and I have a lot in common. Like you, I'm a working person and I have real world responsibilities. But despite living that 9 to 5 grind, I still want to live that adventurous creative lifestyle we all crave. So how can we do that? Well, that's why I'm here. Roman Go Lightly is a podcast and blog that believes in local adventure and everyday creativity. Because listen, adventure doesn't require a plane ticket, and creativity is beckoning, and it's for everyone, even us working people. Join me each week as I pick the brains of some of the coolest makers and seekers out there to find out in what small ways we can infuse their practices for inspiration and adventure into our daily working lives. You in? Let's do this. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Before we start, I just wanted to mention how amazingly beautiful this creative community is becoming. I feel so fueled up by what you guys are up to in your lives. And if you've been following me on Instagram, you know that I'm currently en route to Iceland, Amsterdam, Italy for a few weeks. Because I'm a teacher, I like to cash in my free months in the summer for the sake of finding inspiration out there in the world. And I feel so encouraged and excited by your excitement for this grand adventure. I'll be honest, when we booked our trip, our tickets, I was nervous to hear your reactions to me jetting off to Europe while I'm preaching about this joy of local adventure. But guys, I've received nothing but really positive and encouraging messages from you guys because you get it. You know that adventure, large or small, is all about perspective and I know that I'm going to come back from this trip re-inspired to find more of the world in those nooks and crannies of, of my normal nine to five life where I'm working just like you. Um, so thank you. Thank you for being positive and thank you for sort of just lifting me up and not feeling like I need to be embarrassed or shy about this adventure that we're having. I'm actually really inspired and excited for what's to come from it. If you're interested in following what's going on in our trip, definitely make sure you follow me on Instagram and Snapchat. Um, Instagram, I'm at Rome and Golightly, And on Snapchat, because Rome and Golightly is too long, it is Rome underscore Golightly. Check it out. I'm always sharing stuff as much as I can. And I'm just, I'm just loving it. So definitely check out what we're up to. Today's guest is the one, the only, Melissa Kripe, the colorful, punchy girl boss from Tumblr who has an amazing knack for styling, videography, and she's a lover of absurd beauty. Intrigued? I thought so. So in today's episode, you're going to hear us talk about owning the fact that it's good to dabble in all of the arts and not be a master of just one, and um, her experience being a weekend creative warrior, which I'm sure we're all very familiar with, and being honest about our lives online. Melissa is super rad, you're rad, and you're going to love her. Hey, Melissa.
1: Hi, Laura. How are you? I'm great. Awesome.
0: So, I'm so glad that you're here and that we can talk because I actually wanted to reach out because you recently shared on social media that you're sort of doing a new sort of branding with your, uh, with your whole style and your photography. And I can't wait to talk to you about that. But, um, so for people who don't know who you are, could you tell us who you are, what you do, and what would you tell them?
1: Okay. Yeah. So, um, uh, to, you know, my job by day is I work for Tumblr for a really small team called Creators that pairs artists on the platform, with, uh, you know, different brands for really interesting campaigns or marketing initiatives, fun events, a whole number of things. So that's what I do during the week. And then my passion that I do, you know, every other hour that I'm not working, basically, is um, I'm a photographer, blogger, blogger. Um, I kind of, I don't know, I, I feel like this was the hardest question to prepare for <laughs> in some weird way. to so kind of just narrow down exactly what you do because I feel like I'm just trying to do it all at once. So I guess if I had to say very shortly, photographer, blogger in marketing for my other job. So, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I totally know what you mean being sort of like a master of all trades and. I'm definitely in the same boat as you with uh, just trying to nail down what exactly you fill your time with is insane because I yeah. similarly have a day job and every other hour I'm not at my day job I'm doing like my second job which is more of a passion so I totally know where you're coming from exactly yeah so um are you originally from L A or where are you originally from
1: I am from about an hour away in Orange County
0: nice and do you do you have like a hidden gem from your hometown.
1: Well, the thing I always like to say is um, I, I'm almost kind of embarrassed to say where I'm from.
0: My boyfriend <laughs> and I always
1: just kind of, like, mumble until someone – we, like, get – we're like, oh, just about an hour away. And someone's like, oh, really? Where?" We're like, oh, just, like, a little south of here. And they're like, where – we're like, oh, uh, Orange County. And then we, like, narrow down exactly where <laughs> we're from just because I feel like there's such a stereotype of it. And, I mean, I – you know, it's just kind of, like, mom – like, blonde moms with big boobs and kind of, like, vapid, you know, people, which – Sounds horrible, but, like, that's kind of the, like, your your privilege, blah, 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 which, like, absolutely not the case. But, so we kind of try to avoid that. But I laugh also. The thing I also say about where I'm from is that people, you know, from other states or elsewhere, they're like, wow, Orange County, like, the TV show or, like, The Housewives. And you're like, yes, but we also had like a ribbon cutting ceremony of the new McDonald's in our town. So I feel like (laughs) in some way it it was kind of very like small and secluded suburbia um, within like the larger Orange County. But the ribbon cutting of McDonald's is probably my favorite
0: anecdote to describe the the reality. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like all of us, you know, 20-somethings associate Orange County with like Laguna Beach and the hills and all of that but yeah totally so would you say the McDonald's is your town's hidden gym or hidden Uh, gem?
1: I mean honestly it kind of is like a chill spot it's like the one of the best McDonald's (laughs) I've seen Um, I didn't like frequent it but I knew like it was kind of like a pride pride of the town we had like this we had um in high school we like made this like little part of this like this like forest on the side of the road we called it Narnia and set up like a couch and like a big rope swing over this like gutter river sort of thing so Narnia is probably um (laughs) there's no signs but it's it's probably still there it's VIP yeah
0: and you're in LA now and I was just reading um you did a little uh collaboration with with the locals about your favorites of LA would you share like maybe like if people had like three hours in LA where would you like totally send them
1: well, I guess with any big city, my favorite part of the visiting isn't, like, the kind of, like, the big spots. It's more those kind of, like, local gems where you get to meet people who live there and have their whole lives and, like, have a different perspective than people that are visiting, I guess. Sure. Um, so the things I talked about there were kind of, like, the the smaller movie theater down the road that, like, has a lot of history that shows, like, independent movies. Like, I love that. I love, like, One thing I shared that I was, I mean, I was just, like, it was one of the, literally one of the weirdest things I've ever done in LA. One of, like, those random afternoons where, like, you're searching for, like, what can I do today, and then you discover that there's, like, a bunny museum, which is literally, (laughs) I don't want to knock it because, like, it's, you know, this woman's passion, but it was just so awkward. It was so bizarre. It was just, this woman's house in Pasadena, she she has, like, over 30,000 bunny items that, like, she's cultivated and you just and it's her private home so you just like call and she like lets you into her home and we brought her like wine and carrots for her bunnies and like just like awkwardly walked through her small like house and then left but it was like insane and
0: magical i'm so, obsessed that's like that's yeah. that's amazing that's something you would like have to hear about from a local though for sure because there's no way any tourist is going to be like oh i heard of this great bunny museum let's go yes. yeah
1: And I don't have, like, a passion for bunnies by any means, but there's, like, so many, like, weird, like, Elijah Wood did, like, a commercial for the Bunny Museum that's just, like, a weird small video, like, I
0: don't know. Only in L.A., I guess yeah (laughs) so um you are like you said like a master of all trades you're a photographer you're a social media maven you're a creative director and a filmmaker like I love your little short films that you make um but um how did you get into all of it like was there a particular time in your life when you were like hey I might be pretty good at this maybe this is my thing well
1: I think I've always been like taking photos and creating stuff in high school I was like on the improv team and in the film class. So, um, which I took very seriously and we, you know, really, um, put like all of our effort and energy into like making these films. And I guess I always had a camera on me. I was always like making stuff. And last January I had kind of been in this, uh, I had been studying film since I graduated high school and I just kind of reached this point where I had been doing so many internships and I was just like very turned off from the business. And I just said, okay, I want to go in a new direction. And if not the medium film and the business of film, how can I take the things that I love about film, which are kind of like getting, telling stories, getting people together, a team and like everyone contributing to telling this one story. Like how can I translate that into something that maybe isn't the exact, like major motion picture world. And so I just decided, like, I'm just going to work at this restaurant and every single day I'm going to make something small and I'm going to put it out there into the world and kind of, like, let it develop organically. And and then without, you know, really seeking or planning, I got an internship at Tumblr and I've since been hired and that has taught me to open this whole world of marketing and art that's fascinating. Um, so I guess as far as, like, when I really got into uh, the kind of world of putting your work on the internet, Mm -hmm. it was a very specific date, which was last January 1st. I, I kind of just made a promise to myself to spend every single day of the year and make something every single day, kind of like exercise the muscle. And, you know, I dyed my hair pink last January 1st and I was just kind of like, okay, like I kind of gave myself some parameters of like, this year is going to be like, fun and energetic and I'm going to push myself really hard. And yeah, it was just kind of a snowball effect once I started, once I started really putting uh, even small things I didn't expect anyone to react to, you know, something like small in my apartment I saw, I would sprinkle things everywhere, line that like spend forever lining sprinkles up or something, (laughs) you know, and then taking like, I mean, my boyfriend was very helpful in this entire year of me being like, Please, can you help me take this photo of this finger covered in sprinkles? And, you know, like it was like a bunch of, there's a lot of behind the scenes collaborations happening every single day and weekend. But, um, but yeah, I think last year it was just kind of a personal promise to start putting things out there more.
0: I love that. I feel like so many, I mean, this podcast is basically catered towards working people who their second job is basically their passion, whether that's like writing or art or photography or um, blogging or whatever their art form is. But like, I love that you sort of just were practicing this muscle. I feel like it's really hard for us people to like, if you have a job, it's so hard to feel like you're actually getting anywhere with your passion because, you know you're not turning out these amazing products like every single week or whatever but like just taking the time like maybe an hour a day to exercise that muscle as you said like that's all it really takes and i mean obviously that led to your um internship with tumblr which is amazing and yeah i just love that so that's awesome
1: yeah definitely i think like that's something again i didn't really like anticipate different things but as far as like something i've learned throughout the year is that like it's extremely hard. And something I want to focus on this year is balance of, you know, I, it's kind of lonely when, like, you're kind of you tunnel vision on wanting to create something because, you know, all of a sudden your time slips away and you're, like, where you choose to spend your time sometimes seems a little selfish because it's, you know, you're so passionate about something. But if you work during the day, you come home, you're finishing an idea, and then the weekends are kind of spent preparing and then shooting, you know, and then by night right. you're tired. So, yeah, I mean it's it's a real sincere challenge.
0: For yeah, sure. for sure. Um so you're talking about how you made a promise to like have fun, be colorful last year. So, is there you I don't know if everyone should look you up on, you know, social media um when they listen to this, but um and we'll talk about how people can find you in a little bit, but so, if people don't know, you have such a spunky and fun and colorful way of sharing your life. Um, is there like a vibe or an icon, time period, trend, um, what have you, that you feel really inspired by? And maybe this is a good time for you to talk about what you shared on uh, social media recently about your new, your new look and new brand. So, go go for it.
1: Okay, yeah, definitely. So, I've always, always, always been. Uh, in love with jazz and the kind of um, I mean the music itself and the style that surrounds it I love I love the idea that like um, you know whole stories can be told sometimes with no words you just you get so invested in the all the different sounds that make up this one song my dad like since fourth grade I've been like you know blaring jazz all different kinds blues jazz swing. I, you know, in my older years, get really into, like, the 1950s crooning, Doris Day sort of stuff. Um, So that stuff, like, that time period of, I'd say, like, the 40s and 50s, um, the kind of simplicity, but so, I honestly, I think a lot of the vocals and the sounds are so relevant to me today. So I think definitely jazz and the style, the women being so classically silhouetted and Lovely. I love that. But then I also love um, there's two very, very distinct sides to the things that I love. It's this kind of like beautiful, fun, uh, jazzy, romantic. And then the other side is the kind of like totally like dark, strange. um, I love like dark comedies. I love I love Woody Allen's humor. Um, He's a big inspiration as far as uh, aesthetically and the kinds of stories I like to tell um, yeah, I think there's just this mix between, like, being able to, like, laugh at things that are sad, you know, or being able to find something beautiful that's kind of weird, and as far as people you're inspired by, I think it's the kinds of people that are just really honest with who they are, you know, and you know in real life those characters you find that are, like, even Woody Allen, you know, you're like, oh, it's so fun to like, listen, they're so exciting. But like, on the everyday, I'm sure they're kind of frustrating and a little bit annoying, you know? (laughs) Yeah. But being like, honest with like, those people are the one the frustrating, complex, like, inconsistent people and stories and the kind of jazziness of, you know, the inconsistency. I think those are things that really, really inspire me. And I guess, honestly, it came from I was feeling really down last year, like, at the same time, I was just kind of like, I don't have direction, like, if I'm not doing film, like, I'm literally starting at square one, like, I don't, up until this point, like, what do you like to do? What do you do? I had just kind of said film, 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 and it was kind of really scary to just say, if not this, then what else? So it came from, like, fun and really focusing on, like, the good, even though you didn't necessarily always feel that way, Um, and people only saw the fun side, but for me, it was coming from, like, a how to meld both like fuse both the good and the bad of what was happening and what I wanted to create um was what I was going for with the kind of like ultra fun aesthetic but towards the end of this year you know like it felt really satisfying to say like I had a goal this is honestly the first time anything like this has happened but where like I had a goal and I'm like, wow, I think I achieved that goal, you know? Like, like
0: check mark. I, I,
1: I think I actually did it. And it was weird, though, because I I was just getting really disappointed that people were kind of, like, expecting expecting a certain aesthetic and then, like, assuming that the story behind that was because I was just really fun all the time, you know? <laughs> like, I had pink hair and I was a cotton candy queen. And, like, that's absolutely not who I am. And And I realized, like, how I was seeing my stuff, maybe other people weren't. And I just want to be a little more true to the things I'm inspired by, the things I visually love. And I want people to realize that also that I want to have conversations with other photographers about, like, how did you do that? What did you do? Not like, oh, wow, cute dress. Right. I I think that was just really starting to... um, bother me and I didn't want to be a person that like can't take compliments because like thank you thank you that you like this dress but also um do you realize that like I spent so much time so much money so much energy in putting this like world on this canvas and then being in front of it I really don't like posing like at all honestly through my job at tumblr we work with freelance artists all the time and I've met people on, who are my age my exact age and have the same resources. And they're just, they love talking about what they do. And they're so excited. And what they do is all so different from each other. And I realized like, I wasn't talking about my own work like that. I realized there was a lot of this need to please instead of just create like I had been in the beginning of the year. And so I don't want it to seem like unappreciative, you know, of people, uh, you know, listening and following along and contributing comments and saying nice things, but I also don't want to get stuck. And I feel like that takes kind of a leap of like, I don't really know exactly what I want to do, but I know that I was being less true to myself. So I want to, I really want to be more behind the camera. I still want to like create worlds and I want them to be kind of like fun and quirky. But if there's this element of this kind of like dark, ugly nature, but like you're laughing And it's fun and you can't really identify exactly what it is about it. But you're like, that's it's still the idea that like you can have fun and you can laugh, but it doesn't need to be laughing at something perfect looking. You can be laughing at something that's imperfect looking. So that's what I want to explore this year.
0: Well, I'm loving all the new stuff you're putting out. And I think, honestly, there's something really powerful about a creative just stating like, I'm going to be more true to who I am. As much as like what I've been presenting to you has been fun and colorful and bright and spunky and beautiful and lovely and pretty, um, there's another side to me. And I'm ready to share that with you guys. So like, let's do this. Do you know what I mean? And I think I think you're what you're doing is really like bold. And it's so especially because I don't know, I've always I followed you through um, bandeau, Mm -hmm. um, which is like sort of a similar fun aesthetic um, that what you were sharing this past year. But, um, I just wanted to read like what you shared on your Tumblr um, about 2016, if that's okay. Yeah, go ahead. okay, so for the listeners who are sort of out of the loop, don't know what we're talking about, um, this is what you shared, and it's kind of weird I'm reading it to you, but hey, let's no, just no, do go it. Ahead. <laughs> okay It's officially 2016 time for a new year with a fresh perspective. For me, this means changing things up from the brand I've created for myself throughout 2015. It's been an incredible learning experience to really own and commit to a particular style to construct wonderful worlds within, but I'm hoping to change things up around here. And that means there might be a little less consistency, and that's what I'm going for. This past year, I've been most inspired by the artists I've met on Tumblr. Each is so uniquely talented and full of this energy that seems to be uncompromisable. I hope to harness that same energy. I'll step out of the mainframe and further behind the lens." My true passions, jazz, absurdism, dark humor will be more apparent. I will create for no one but myself and abolish the pleasing anxiety that unfortunately has been driven in a lot of my recent work. I'll collaborate more and push myself in ways I've never have. I'll allow myself to publish things here that I don't mind getting a little that I don't mind get very little attention and appear starkly different to the content I produced in 2015. I hope that by the end of this year, it will be a, it will be clear what kind of photographer and artist I am and what I value most. In a lot of ways, I don't have very clear plans at all, except for that if I feel uncomfortable and excited about something I'm creating, I'm going to pursue it with a fervent passion. Hopefully 2016 will be just as thrilling and challenging a year as the last. That's so awesome. I just want to like give you a hug. <laughs> I like I don't know. I'm just I'm really when I read this and I know a lot of people who follow you on social media probably feel the same way. When I read that, I felt like, yes, girl, like you tell them like I. it's just a powerful. It's just a powerful. It's like an own an own an owning of your own um, creative strength. So that's really beautiful. And that's what we've been talking about. And I don't know. I just want to like give you like high fives and unicorns and all sorts of like wonderful things your way because I think what you're doing is incredible. So
1: That's so nice and it means a lot because it's like it is scary, you know. It's it's weird too cuz like friends and family like they're like it's weird because people only see numbers growing, but to me, I get more stressed the the more I see numbers growing because I don't I want to make sure I'm representing myself in a way that is real and artistically real and and, yeah, I think it's 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 scary to say, like, you know, I, I question, like, should I make a completely new account? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But then I realized that, like, it's not that I'm doing things that are completely different. Like, everything I made last year I still believe in. I still you know, wear those clothes. I still believe all of the things I wrote, you know? And the things that I wrote also, I tried to make, like, very fun, imaginative worlds and then write about Something that I was thinking that was kind of more stressful at that time, or, or like, hey, see this photo shoot? This isn't what it looked like to make (laughs) this photo shoot, you know? I found, for some reason, I found this like screenshot of like my Instagram, and like, I just, I don't know why I must have sent it to some. It's weird how like your expectations of like what you need to feel like something was good just increases with the numbers. And I don't, I just don't like that feeling. Like, I, I remember my sister and I joking, like, literally uh, last, January, like who's going to reach a hundred likes first on a photo, like, you know, <laughs> not even a creative one, just like, a, you know, just a photo. And then, you know, then you get, then all of a sudden, like to feel like it's a good, you know, to feel like people like dug it, you know, it has to reach the certain number and then it has to reach a certain number. And then, and then I was just like, Oh my gosh. So it's, it is kind of, uh, it's weird when you get used to a certain expectation and then you have to be like, that wasn't really anything other than you know, it doesn't really take much for someone to double tap a photo or go on Tumblr and like I mean actually on Tumblr to reblock something takes a little <laughs> yeah. more effort. But yeah. um but that's why I'm excited to explore Tumblr more as a as a platform, but um for my work. But it's like I realize like what I really want is to like meet up with a fellow photographer because they liked a photo and set- wrote something And now we're meeting and I'm getting to hear about their process. Like, that's the kind of stuff I want. And I, being honest about, like, what makes you happy, uh, even when no one else understands, when they're like, but what are you talking about? Like, you got this, like, you got this and you got this and you got a free free dress and, like, some girl, like, drew a picture of you, which is like, oh, both of those things are wonderful, you know? Mm -hmm. But, like, what really makes me the happiest is getting to, like, talk to someone creative that I'm inspired by you know and learning something from them and you don't get to learn when it's just so branded and so particular and people they only come to you for one specific thing you know I feel like the photographers and the artists and people that I'm inspired by like there's always kind of this element of like what are they going to do next
0: right right and it just seems it's just more of a And there's nothing wrong with brands having a very clear aesthetic. Like, I think we all know those Instagram accounts. We all know those Tumblr accounts. We all know, like, the Pinterest... Um, images that are going to be repinned and uh, that are going to be like reshared over and over and over again on various social media platforms because they are like clean lines and perfect looking and you know there's nothing wrong with that and we're all attracted to that like i know i follow a ton a ton a ton a ton of people who just share that con that content constantly because it's beautiful right but like there's something really um just refreshing for especially, like, an artist or creative person, to just, like, talk about the art form behind all these, like, beautiful pictures or witty, like, captions on Instagram or tweets, you know what I mean? Like, something about having, like, a real conversation about the actual art of that is really, really refreshing. So I think, like, you were saying, stepping away from being in front of the camera and being behind it, like, that just, that opens that conversation up so much more naturally, so...
1: Totally. And I think like, like you mentioned Bando, but I was really inspired by all of those girls. um, Very, very much so. And I feel like they're in a a perfect example of a brand that like is consistent, but you're still sometimes like a little shocked. And like Jen Gotch, the founder is just just as amazing as like all of her social media makes her seem like she's an example of someone who's so honest and so conflicted yet can create this like, really fun stuff and but but she's not always like sunshine and sparkles you know like she's just very honest about what she makes and even Bando products like when they come out with new stuff I don't think that everyone's like always necessarily expecting exactly what they make like they work within like you know a box but but um what they put in it is all it's just like kind of so different and that's that's what I mean I guess is that like there's there are certain things you can expect, but if, if, and yeah, I follow accounts too, where it's like every, it's almost like so consistent that you're almost like, did I already see that one? Or, yeah. That, yeah. You know? um, so there's something nice about like the whole process and Bando is a good example of, they share like the whole process, why they made something, you know, like to me, those are the things that are a little more meaty that you want to, that will have longevity, you know, that you'll always, you're always going to want right. to be a part of and follow along with.
0: Jen Gotch is a god. I love her. Oh yeah, <laughs> she's such. Uh, um, for listeners who don't know who she is, she's the um, creator of Bando, which is um, an accessories line. But they have so many different facets of what they do, and I'll make sure to include them on the show notes. But, um, yeah, totally. Uh, for people who sort of look at you as um someone that they want to aspire to um in their art form. Um, where do you get your inspiration? Is there a particular like website or a resource that you use, a book, um, certain films um, that you feel really inspired by?
1: Yeah. Um, I realized this recently that I really feel like the most strong, deep inspiration from like very real people that I've met. Um, there's something nice to aspire to you know, when someone else says it or you read it, and I, I have plenty of those things. But there I realize I, I come back to frequently conversations I've had with different people, um, friends, coworkers, like, you know, artists, different people that you're, those are the ones that are really doing what you wanna do. And I feel like oftentimes when we seek inspiration, it's so far removed from the things we're actually doing or that we wanna implement now, tomorrow, today. You know, and I feel like I think that's kind of sucky that you sometimes forget to to like count that as real inspiration, you know? And right. conversation. This conversation, like, you know, makes me think about my own process and makes me like I, I don't know, it just it the things those everyday conversations are things I, I really do get inspiration from. So that, don't discount those small, small, everyday conversations, sentences, I don't know, looks, whatever. Um, As far as, like, things, or, like, movies I've seen, books I've read, um, I actually have one right next to me that is uh, uh, really, really inspired me. Um, It's called, uh, it's called Show Your Work.
0: Oh no uh, way! I just bought. Okay, keep going. Sorry,
1: <laughs> it's so good. Right? Yeah. Okay, so I haven't finished this one to be honest, but I read "Steel Like an," uh, "Steel Like an Artist," "Steel Like an Artist." Amazing. Yeah. And those were like, it's it's crazy how that small little thing, it just it's a constant like a good constant reminder to to show your work and how to like be inspired and how to translate that into like now your hand like. Your day isn't spent, like, going to brunch and doing something fun. Instead, you are literally holding a camera. You're holding a paintbrush or whatever, cooking, whatever you're doing, you know, Um, making things real and palpable. Those were very, very, very good books I consistently come
0: back to. Awesome. I literally just bought – uh, steal Like an Artist. I went to Barnes & Noble last night, and I was just perusing. I wasn't really looking for anything of that. I was looking for, like, a fiction book. But literally, I turned the corner, and I see this, like, little notebook. And I guess um, they've just released a Steel Like an Artist, like, journal, which is amazing. Oh, cool. Yeah, and it's, like, really – it's, like, the size that you could fit into a purse. And it's, like, has little prompts in it. And yeah. it's it's sort of like um, a wreck this journal, but um, – going along with what he shares in the book. So that's awesome.
1: Yeah, no, that's, I, I come back to it like all the time for different things. Um But as far as um, other like role models, I think um Iris Abfel is like my current like number one, most inspirational role model, style, inspiration, creative, visionary that I constantly constantly come back to she's probably my number one
0: is she the is she the woman who i i'm not going to quote this right she one of her quotes is in order to be interesting you have to be interested is that okay yeah now that is yeah she's she's incredibly inspiring
1: yeah she's so amazing but and if you haven't seen her documentary highly recommend it's just so you just leave feeling so inspired and so like, you know, and it's one of those things you leave where you see an inspirational person. You're like, Oh, they're inspirational. I can never be like, she's so everyday, but so glamorous. It's just this bizarre uh, dichotomy. That's so fascinating to watch. But yet, like you feel like if you met her, you'd like, you would say, you wouldn't be like, I can't say anything. Like You'd be
0: like, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> and yeah. do you have any tips or tricks for thinking outside of the box when it comes to you gathering inspiration for what you create, or, um, yeah, so any like tips or tricks for thinking more creatively or being more true to who you are as an artist?
1: Yeah, I think I don't know. I, I think honestly, <clears throat> I get overwhelmed sometimes when I look on the internet and I find just so many accounts that are so well crafted. Um, they're so you're like, I don't know, I guess, I guess I get intimidated and frustrated by seeing so many examples of people that are just like doing things seemingly so right, you know, because you're like the way you actually put something on paper all of a sudden becomes like partly this person, partly this person, partly this person, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think, I think what's made me feel more happy about the things I've made are I, like, combine inspirations. Like, it's like, oh, it's true. I really did like um, the colors this person was using. And I really liked, like, the kind of simplicity. But I like the complexity that this person did. Like, tricks for thinking out of the box are not, like, having those few people. Like, just get off the computer and, like, sit. I do this all the time. Sit in my living room, which is always messy, by the way. It's, like, and, like, not in, like, a chic way. Like, it's, like, (laughs) literally, like, it's, like, dirt and, like, beer bottles like it's disgusting but I'm like sitting and I'm like looking around you know and you just look and you find like everyday little things like I you're not using your own brain I feel like almost sometimes when you get down that spiral you know
0: yeah Uh, it's kind of like
1: one link leads you to another
0: it's just a whole of like it's a, it's a, it's a trap basically it's just like a huge inspiring trap that you can just feel i n- i know exactly what you mean i mean it's it's sometimes really 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 exhausting to like you know like even like pinterest or something like that and then or tumblr and you're just like wow i i could do that but now i just feel like i'm being a a semi version of who this person is and just yeah. you you start doing the comparison game which is awful so
1: yeah, I think for me, though, it's it's it, it's just really hard for everyone to just like sit and be quiet and just like look around. And then also, I guess the the, the flip side of that is to just, you know, sit and look around for like 15 minutes in silence. Um, but then if nothing happens in that 15 minutes, like move on, you know, like it's not going to happen right then. Um, that's something I constantly struggle with because we have, you know, when you have a full time job, you, you have little time necessarily to just like sit and find inspiration and you want to produce stuff you want to be able to share things with people but like if you if you don't have something like don't force it because the times that I have done that that's the times I've been most uh not proud kind of of the things that I've made even if they like got there have been some things that I've gotten like the most engagement with that I was kind of just feeling like I needed to do something you know Mm mm-hmm So it was like a half-baked idea that I realized had I spent more time on, I think could have been a lot more interesting.
0: Let's see. Let's do two truths and a lie. So tell me three facts about you that most listeners or your followers wouldn't know. Um, And two are true and one is a lie. And I have to figure out which one is a lie. Okay.
1: um, Okay. Unintentionally, when I realized, when I was thinking about this, I was thinking, for some reason I noticed a pattern in, in my in my truths that were all like pretty traumatic things that have happened to me. <laughs> so I don't know, but that's just where my brain went. So okay. here are my two truths and a lie. So uh I got trapped in the Scientology building. <gasps> I choked on a popsicle in fourth grade and I got punched outside of El Taco.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Um <laughs> uh I'm going to say your lie. Oh my god, this is crazy. Um your lie is Wow, the Scientology thing has got me tripped up right now. I'm going to say your lie is the popsicle stick. It is the <gasps> same thing. Oh my gosh. Okay, okay, well, I'm glad you didn't choke on anything, but tell me about Scientology. How did that happen?
1: Well, I did semi choke on a corn dog, so that was like half true in 4th grade, but Hey, I mean, it wasn't a popsicle, so it's a lie.
0: When a corn dog's in front of you, it's hard not to choke on it because it's insanely delicious, so.
1: Yeah, we had this weird system in elementary school where like you couldn't leave the table until you finished food, and I like so people would just like scarf down food.
0: <laughs> just house it.
1: Yeah, but also it was like this big privilege like each class got to like once a month, got to, like, uh, run the, like, work in, like, the kitchen for some reason. I don't know. And so it was our turn. But that means that everyone else had already finished and, like, gone to recess. So anyway, I, like, was not playing around and I wanted to, you know, I wanted to, like, play tag. So I tried to eat, like, the whole corn dog at once. And I gave myself a Heimlich, and then I started crying. It was really scary. <laughs> oh, my God. But there's that Scientology building in Pasadena at the Make Music Festival. And uh, I was just, like, not feeling the festival, nor was my friend. So we're like, let's just walk around. And we passed the Scientology building, and we almost got, like, ushered in. It was kind of strange. And someone was like, oh, like do you want to see this documentary on the brain? And I- it was I don't know, a lot of things we should have done differently in retrospect, but I was like, uh, sure. And then they gave us a form to fill out. And I was like, why am I filling out this form? And this woman was like really snotty. And she said, um, uh, it's like a check-in form, like anytime you go anywhere. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) And so then me and my friend and like these three like high kids from the festival, um, we just get ushered into uh, like, honestly, it was like a closet. It was like, There were six chairs and a screen and there was doors on both sides and then they shut the door and it's like really hot and they start playing this movie that's like A in Spanish and it's just like this guy getting a lobotomy (gasps) screaming. and we're just, it's one of those times where you're so nervous that you're laughing, you know?
0: You're like, I don't know what else to do so I'm just going to laugh.
1: Yeah, no, so we were really, really frightened but we both tried opening the door and it wouldn't open, like (gasps) we both tried so we call my friend and we're laughing because we're like nervous but we're like um I think we're locked in the Scientology building and then like 10 minutes later the fire department like opens the Scientology door and like the entire staff of the Scientology building is standing and they're like it was open the whole time it's just a heavy door and we got like ushered out and the, the firemen were like what are you doing like just don't go in there and I was like we, were like, we, didn't, really, we didn't know we didn't know we thought it was so- Brain, your life. Things, things happen.
0: Basically. Your your life is crazy.
1: Yeah, that was the point of that exercise. Things happen. Make, <laughs> make make better choices. Put yourself in better places. Oh
0: my god, that's amazing. Okay, so um, what would your dream day look like? And this can be like no expense is too large and no uh request is too insane. So what what would you fill an entire day with if you had an limited amount of money and resources?
1: I guess it'd be a place I've never been, but preferably, like, this, like, romantic European place with, like, cobblestone streets. It'd be with people that I, like, a few people that, like, I guess it'd be with a few people that are, like, willing to be just as cheesy as I am about the day being, like, the best day ever. Like, they're not being cynical, like, oh, this is just kind of cool. Like, they'd be like, this is a cool day, like, as it's happening, not, like, after the fact. Um, And then I'd have, I wrote, I'd have an irrepressible appetite that like didn't affect my health or my weight at all. But I just like, I would just be able to eat at all points in the day I would be eating. Of course. Um, Yeah. And I think there'd be like some sort of like live jazz uh, production and I'd like be able to like know how to dance and it'd be like romantic. (laughs) Um, And yeah, I think it'd be kind of combination of like simple, good food, place I've never been. Um, and like jazzy and romantic and like, and like something like very strange and random would happen that like none of us prepared for, but like changed our lives forever.
0: It totally sounds like um a movie from the like fifties. If you were a color, what would you be? And if you had to like name your Crayola crayon color, what would you name it?
1: Okay, I was really proud of this answer, and I, like, ran out into the living room to tell my <laughs> boyfriend, and he, his response was that it was a nerd answer, so, sorry, um, but <laughs> it is incongruent indigo. So,
0: yeah. bluesy.
1: Yeah, it'd be blues, it'd be, it's a color, it's incongruent because it's a color that can be, like, both romantic and lovely, or, like, really dark and sad, so.
0: That's that sounds quintessential to what you're talking about.
1: I thought it was clever, so whatever. I think it's a good answer.
0: I love it. It's totally you, and also you're like the color extraordinaire. Like following, <laughs> following uh, all your like, um, like your Instagram and your Tumblr and your your blog. It's just like color, 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 and you have such like a great color palette with it. So I was really, really excited to hear this, and I think you yeah. totally nailed it. Thank you. Okay, and um, last question. And this can be totally off the wall, like you can answer with corn dogs, or you can answer with something really deep and meaningful. What do you really and truly love?
1: Well, actually, there are two parts to this. And the second part actually was hot dogs, just the answer, hot dogs. <laughs> so I I truly and really love hot dogs. But I think um, something I really and truly love is um, I studied this in high school and it's kind of like influenced the way I think about, uh, virtually everything, um, is, uh, theater of the absurd, which is a form of, uh, theater that, um, it was told, so don't necessarily quote me, but that it was kind of like the first thing that questioned the existence of God. So the point of it though, is that it's kind of this concept of how every single living human being is just like walking around pretending like they don't know that at any single given moment, you could die people that are like, that's why I love Woody Allen and Louis CK. I love that they, that it's something that's like the one thing I think really bonds every single human being. And some people when they're not honest about that at all, you know, like everything's great or I need this or I want this or I have this expectation. um, It's laughable to me and it's funny. And the people openly talk about that more, I think are fascinating and um, smart and interesting. And so I think it's been a way for me to laugh at things that scare me or, like, um, challenge me. And it's kind of like this daily comfort of, like, why would I be creative? Why would I want to do this job? Like, why would I need this friend? Why do I, like, need this new comforter from Big Lots? Like, why do I Why do I need these things? Um, that's what I truly love, just that concept and the whole study and the plays themselves are really odd and strange and funny and... Just very weird. So that's what I really and truly love. And hot dogs.
0: Of course. So hot dogs and theater of the absurd.
1: Yes. Because I just, <laughs> like so truly just hearing those two things next to each other.
0: This classic Melissa. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, for the listeners and followers, where can we find you on the interwebs?
1: Well, you can now find me on my new home at Tumblr, which is specs, S-P-E-C-S-Dash and the dash city dot dot com.
0: Nice. That's yeah. so awesome. And um Yay. Okay, well thank you yay. so much for doing this. I like it's been so inspiring. I always leave interviews like just feeling really happy and fulfilled to just have a conversation with another like artist and creative and this has been really great.
1: Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm glad to participate.
0: Thank you so much, Melissa. You're like the coolest chick ever. And I cannot wait to share with you guys that Melissa is actually working on her very first project in film. Um, She has a Indiegogo account set up right now for you to support her efforts, um, as well as sort of a little bit of an intro teaser film out there. You need to check this out. It's totally her style. It's punchy. It's mysterious. It's kind of weird and absurd, and I love it. So I'm so happy that Melissa's following this path, and I hope that you choose to um, also encourage her in this creative effort that she's doing. And I, when she told me this after we had um, done the interview, it just made me so happy inside. So check it out. I will be posting all of that information on our show notes at romangolightly.com. Um, listen guys, if you know the struggle of being a weekend creative warrior, like Melissa mentioned in our episode, um, I sort of want to remedy that for you. There's Creative Coffee Break, which is a mini course on everyday creativity. Um, it's for us nine to fivers who know the painful desire to want to make things while we're working. We want to stay inspired even in the middle of our busy schedules at work. Um, so, in the time that you could be sipping your mid morning coffee, having your coffee break, these 10 to 15 minute prompts are for us to do at our very own desks there's no artistic materials required all you need is an imagination and a spark of creativity Um, and you'll have 10 days of challenges and prompts to complete um, as well as some follow through on how to share on social media and where you can get some other interesting ideas for these projects um, and I love it. And I think it's something that is, it's like our happy solution for us working people. So we don't have to wait until just the weekend to have those creative moments in our life. So that is available at our website as well, romangolightlycom shop slash creative coffee break. Um, it is on there ready for you to download and it's yours. You have it forever. Save it to your computer and love it. Okay guys, so you know where to follow us, romangolightly.com, or Instagram, Rome and Golightly, or Snapchat, Rome underscore Go Lightly. As I mentioned before, I am currently traveling Europe, Iceland, Amsterdam, and Italy. So if you're at all intrigued in what I'm up to, definitely follow there. Even though I have limited Wi-Fi, I'm doing my best. And in the meantime, if you're very intrigued about who our next guest is, I am so happy to tell you that our next guest is going to be Maddie Tigreen, who is literally one of the sweetest Southern chicks I have ever met in my life. She and I had the greatest conversation and I can't wait to share it with you. Um, She is a branding, web design, creative director gal dreams are made of. She is the co-founder of Gather, which is a workshop to educate and encourage creative entrepreneurs like yourself, maybe. And she has a great great sense of intentional, meaningful work. And we're going to talk about that in her artistic process. She is a goodie and I can't wait to share with you next Monday. In the meantime, guys, I will see you on the interwebs, I guess. Bye.